Action, Harrison Smith. Cousins, stop, throw, deep shot. It's Carter. Inside the 25, Jalen Rager. Cousins, throws, Carter. This is Queens to Jersey. My name is Steven. Alongside me is my co-host, Jason. How are we doing on this uh, rough Sunday night? It is a rough Sunday night, and uh, it's because of the Jets. They lost today, 22-27 to loss in Minnesota to the Vikings. A- another brutal, tough loss. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. That's the word. There's no other way to describe it. Going to the stats real quick, like I said, 22-27, Mike White went 30, I think it was 31 for 57 with 369 yards and one lot, touchdown. A lot of passes. A lot of passes. One touchdown. It was rushing. Zonovan Knight, 15 carries, 90 yards, five receptions, 28 yards. Solid game from him. You can't knock we that. Know, we all know he should have gotten the ball at least one more time. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. even 10 more times. Um, And then the, the breakout player i mean i say breakout but like obviously we all know he's a stud like garrett wilson had a huge game today yeah eight receptions no like just like the numbers that break out on the on the stat sheet eight receptions 162 yards and uh cory davis five catches for 85 yards numbers are a bit deceiving there i think he didn't have as good of a game as the numbers show he He made a great catch on fourth he did that was a huge catch and a great throw but um he had a couple plays that really made you frustrated I, I was frustrated watching. He had some drops and some other plays that just shouldn't have, you know, the, the team in general. Getting into the team game, right into the, you know, our thoughts on it. it. It was one of those games where I feel like it was just everyone lost it. It was a whole team effort loss. And not that they played terrible or that they played, like, atrocious. They just didn't play good enough. Yeah, before I share anything about the game, I just want to say Garrett Wilson. I mean, wow, he is the next. He's special. Who knows? He could be the next Justin Jefferson. He's really special. I and, mean, and I love having him on our team. Wow. He's a leader. He's he's a he's a dog. He's awesome. There's yeah, he he's so good. He's our best player. We got really lucky that the Falcons took Drake London. He's good too, but he's no Garrett Wilson. No. I, I think any discussion on that the last two weeks has been put to bed because Garrett Wilson is constantly making breakout plays. They need to run the whole offense through him when you're passing. And I think they realized that in the second half. Second half he was he was almost non existent in the first quarter, right? Garrett? Yeah. Yeah, no, he didn't do much. And then they finally realized they have to get him involved. You have to. Manufacture plays for him. Um and that was good at least, but yeah. I mean that play on what third and goal? When yeah, they, that lob pass. I don't know who the hell drew up that play. I but think it was they like should a, be fired. Yeah, no, I don't. That was what terrible. the hell was that? Terrible. You need one yard, fellas. The refs weren't doing any favors. No, it team. seemed like that whole first half. There was no penalties on the Vikings, and every penalty on the Jets. And it seemed like a lot of pass interferences on the Vikings. No, 
a lot, yeah. That I, they didn't call. I don't want to. I hate the interception. that crap about saying, oh, you know, refs are clearly favoriting this or that. It just, it, it was one of those games it was where, you were, where you're holding your head going, give us a break, refs. Like, what are you doing? Give us something. I mean, I didn't understand that. I yeah, was so was convinced ridiculous. they were going to call the Mike White play, the Mike White touchdown short. I was so because convinced in review, progress. in review that they were going to call it Because they could say that they stopped forward progress. It just felt like they were really out fuck to, to fuck the Jets today. I'm sorry. They did not help in any way. No, it seemed like every pass interference or just call in general went against the Jets today. And it was a darn shame. But that's not all because in the red zone, they were atrocious. I mean, that's five or six, five? I think it was five. I know they went to the red zone, I think, six times. Yeah, and they, only had, got they one had 22 touchdown. points. It was five. Yeah, it was five field goals, which, I mean, Greg Zerline is a pro bowl. All pro. A 60-yard field goal. He pro just bowler. killed that thing. But, I mean, maybe unacceptable right behind, to be so inefficient. Six of 17 passing in the red zone. And I don't know if that's all on Mike White or, or if it's all on Mike LaFleur. I don't know. It, it, it's difficult, but it's unacceptable either way. You cannot perform like that in the red zone. And I saw a lot of people saying, Mike LaFleur is still treating the offense in the red zone like it's Zach Wilson back there. You have a guy who can throw the ball at least. Stop drawing up all these flip arounds or this and that. Just just throw the ball just, or, or run it, you know. That, that it was my biggest problem probably during the game. You have the ball at the two-yard line at the end of the game, and you can't run it? It's like people have never watched the Seattle Patriots Super Bowl. How do you not sneak it? It worked. It clearly worked. They scored. I mean, do it on third down. If it doesn't work on third down, you still have another chance on fourth to do whatever you want, even sneak it again. Yeah, but- passing it on third and then again on fourth. And, and I mean, on that play... What, do you, do you blame Braxton Berrios? Kind of. You gotta hold on to that ball. It's a touchdown. I blame Corey Davis for the first interception more than I do Mike White. That's a ball you should grab. Same with the one that Conklin almost had. Conklin had his worst game. Horrible in game. Uniform. And I think if anything today, you got to think maybe at least try and get C.J. Uzama some more reps at pass catching. Yeah, you know, that was a routes. great grab he had. Huge, huge play. Good throw. Great catch. Yeah, um, great catch. He did, Mike White did make me want to pull my hair out on that overthrow to Garrett Wilson. I though. mean, that was the game right there. Yeah. I, I stepped outside for a second, came back in, and I saw, you know, right, I missed that one play, and I, I saw the replay, and I said to my buddy, that's the game. Right and he there. had a really good throw after to Corey Davis, I think, but... Yeah, but it's just, you have a touchdown. He beat his man. Like I said, this was one of those days where everybody could have a finger pointed at them at least once. You could point a finger at Berrios. You could point a finger at Mike White for a throw like that. Except Garrett. Except Garrett Wilson. You could point a finger at Conkling. You could point a finger at Elijah Moore. You got to get your feet down. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking there. Did he not practice that? But it, it was just, it was unacceptable. Today was unacceptable from... A jet standpoint. I, I don't want to shit on Sauce and the secondary, but they didn't even have a great day. You know, and it's tough to deal with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. I get that. On that Thielen play, it looked like there were three guys wide open. You know, in the red zone where Thielen had, what, 30 yards? That was... Just Jefferson was wide open right in front of him also yeah. and then there was a guy to the left wide open it seemed like no one was guarding anyone that play that was that, that was one of those plays where you just realized we are outmatched they were outmatched today and they had every chance to win the the vikings didn't seem like they wanted to win to no. be honest her cousin started horribly oh five throwing like he looked lost and then they let him figure it out because when you have those weapons it's hard not to and all the jets had was Garrett Wilson. And Zonovan Knight had a good name, uh, a good game. They have to give him the ball more. I don't understand. I know. And, I mean, Ty Johnson had some uh, catches also. That was good. But You know what the problem is with his preaching, Salah? 
you know, he preaches how you have to, you know, stay underwater the whole game, fight, fight till the end, whatnot. And they come to life in the second half. But where's that in the first half? I, I totally it's, agree. It's not acceptable to come out 23. You're not going to win the game like that. Clearly, they outplayed the shit out of them in that second half, and they still lost. And, and as annoyed as I am with Mike LaFleur for the offensive side of it, the first half defense was especially in the first quarter, the third down conversions letting up over and over and over again. Unacceptable. Look you like cannot the old in the first let half. those plays happen. You can't let big plays on third down get converted for a first. It's unacceptable. Uh, and and on the flip side, George Fant with that terrible block in the back call, uh, flag I mean, that the set them whole, all the way back, and that you know ruined another drive. I don't know why he's starting over Max Mitchell. Apparently, Salah said that Mitchell was benched. Mitchell did start, but they he just wasn't playing well, so they put in Fant. Really, I didn't notice that, but I, I guess if that's what they decide, then that may be fine. Okay, but I think Max Mitchell's better personally yeah i mean we'll see who goes it seems like fans gonna be the starting tackle next week if i had a guess only time will tell they're nine and a half point dogs against the bills next week i mean i'm not gonna count them out but odds aren't looking too good for them then i think the bills are getting healthy at the right time they're just missing vaughn on that defense that'll be helpful but last time mike went there it wasn't pretty no he should hopefully want to redeem himself on that regard but it's going to be a tough game. That that Josh Allen guy is a tough man to tackle, and Diggs is one of the toughest to guard. So Yeah, and one thing you notice in that first-half defense play is a lot of missed tackling and a lot of you know open space tackling that's just missed, and that's what Josh Allen excels at. We saw it in the first game. He had that huge touchdown. Another guy who's also an absolute beast is Quinnen. Mm-hmm. I hope he's okay. Yeah, I think they said he would have came back in the game. Okay. So that's good. Because he's a tough, he's a tough he, He's a leader on that defense. Yeah. Without him, we're, we're nothing. Uh, he, he is essential for the Jets, yeah. He, he is the anchor. CJ, it's like CJ, Quinnen, Sauce, and I mean DJ also is yeah. up there with them. I mean, I, I'm not going to blame DJ because Jefferson's the best receiver in football. I know, you know? did you see the beef on Twitter? No. Uh, DJ in the post game, I guess, said something along the he lines of... He didn't do anything on me. Except for the touchdown. Yeah. And, and he had that one round, and Justin Jefferson was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, come back to me when your coach trusts you enough to leave you one-on-one on me. See, I don't like that. That doesn't make much sense from Jefferson's point. No one really guards, you know, a man. That's just how the Jets play That's defense. That's how most, yeah. you know, players they don't play assign, defense. Yeah, like yeah. So, I don't It's not really his decision, obviously. And yeah, he's just chirping. He likes to talk. And it's when, part of his game. It's when you, part of the receiver game, you know? When you have a guy like Sauce on the other side, I mean, it's just as good to have Sauce on him. And it's good to change it up, you know, not give him the same cornerback every totally. time. I I think they did a solid job on Jefferson They today. did. They honestly did. But, I mean, that touchdown was big. And I, I just wish they didn't leave him at, alone. I wish they had a double there. Yeah. I was. We were saying last week how we they have to double and triple him. They do in the red zone. Especially. Red zone on both sides of the ball today were just a little bit. You know that that Madison run was too easy. Yeah. Oh, way too. It seems like they gave up that drive. Yeah. After that play. Uh. So I mean that that's the issue there is that we need to see consistency in, in general from everybody from Lafleur from Ulbrich in the defense from in, in in regards to week to week in regards to quarter to quarter play to play just consistency it's really frustrating as a fan to go out there and have no idea what to expect and to have these expectations set and it's difficult because going in each week you don't know where where to be as a fan where we are as as a team and 
I'm I'm saying that from a right now point of view. I do believe going forward in the years to come, this team is built to win. I was talking about this with you the other day. The, the Jets have all the pieces to be a really, really successful team in years to come. But And it's not totally about this year. This year is just one of those years that you say, okay, now this is where everything we've been working to is starting to actually come to fruition. The, the turn was this year. You got to hope. But in regards to right now, it's just frustrating to have to not know what to expect from them each week. It's unacceptable every first half. Mm-hmm. Every single first half, I'm done with it. I don't like it anymore. I agree. You're not going to win that way, clearly. You no. can't come out You can't flat. half the game. No, not yeah, but every time. I mean, change it up a little. I don't get it. Do they not have any game plan going into games? This is going back all the way to last year. They used to do this shit all the time last year where they would get blown out in the first half. They seem to wait the weakness is to come to them first and, and then they take advantage of it after the game when you should be yeah having a game plan to attack these things before the game starts exactly yeah there's no time for that i mean it's just not going to win you football games against some of the better teams yeah maybe it'll work against the bears where we could put up 21 in the third but today it didn't no and you're not going to have that every day and every week yeah no uh and, and what I was saying last week when I was talking about, like, oh, where does this team need to improve? That was more of a commentary on how playing a team like the Bears, everything looks good. You don't know. You don't know where the weaknesses really are. And in a sense, that's good because you like to see the team thrive, but at the same time, it covers up some of those weaknesses. And today I saw two key weaknesses, and personally, I think we need a real wide receiver, too. I think we have multiple wide receiver threes and no wide receiver, two. It's Garrett, and then there's a huge gap. Corey Davis is fine. Yeah, I mean he's he's a fourth quarter guy. I don't think they're gonna. Guy. I don't think they're gonna keep him after no, this. No, I don't either. They should try and get someone else. I mean, pay someone some big money to come. I don't know who's a free agent, but a guy like T. Higgins. Yeah, getting a real that, guy and to pay be, him as a one because to we'll be worry, another one. Yeah, we'll worry about Wilson's contract when that comes. Garrett. Totally not uh, Zach. And, and then safety. Lamarcus Joyner's been fine. <clears throat> yeah, nothing great. Yeah, that that deep ball drove me nuts. That was one of those plays where you just go, like, you need better safety play on a more consistent basis. Jordan Whitehead played fine. I think that flag was complete bullshit. Yeah, he's a very re- You see Jordan good. Boyer tweeted at that and was like, what, do they want us to play flag football? No, I didn't, but he's probably just trying to sweeten us up for next week. Yeah, I know. He'd, be a, he'd be a good fit. Yeah, right? Yeah. Whitehead's very good at um the run defense. He's fun to watch. He is. He's a good open field tackler, and that's critical from the safety position. His coverage isn't the worst also. No, he's he's good. good I like him. I like him at safety. But um, Joyner. Joyner's been fine. Give or take. A bit bit under average. And then I guess in general, just quarterback. You know, going into the Mike White of it all, what do you think? What do you think of today? I don't know. It's misleading. It's difficult. I mean, when you make a guy throw 57 times, is it because they came out so flat and we're down the whole game. I don't know what the reasoning for why he threw so much. I don't know if that was part of their game plan. I don't know if they actually have a game you plan. Never, your game plan should never be to throw the ball over 50 times. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it all comes back to starting off the game, just BSing your way through the first half and just trying to, like you said, find their weaknesses. It You have to find their weaknesses during the week, not during the game. I mean... Mike White did what he could, right? I, mean, I, I think he did. And and if you were to put it on a scale of like, you know, from like between he's absolutely not our quarterback to jury still out to short-term starter to franchise quarterback, 
I think he's in between that jury still out and short-term starter. Yeah, sounds about right. And it's like, it's frustrating because I want to believe there are things that make me say, not just short-term starter, but potentially long-term, you know, multi-year quarterback. When you hear guys like Garrett Wilson say he'd literally go to war for him. Did you hear him say that? Yeah, he said he was special also. All these guys were just fully backing him compared to a loss like the Patriot one where... You didn't. You were not hearing any and, of that. And of course, when they asked why, you know, he's going to take the blame what, on himself. Yeah. What were the struggles in the red zone about? And he said, you know, I got to play better. And yeah. that's how Wilson should have answered. And he might have played this game in last game. If he plays this game, I don't think we're as competitive. Yeah. He's not throwing the ball fifty-seven times. And if the run game isn't going to thrive, then we weren't even going to have a shot. We were going to have twice the as many game, three and outs. The run game was thriving though. It was, but it wasn't. It's because they were down so many points. And it can't happen. It goes back to that first half play, which goes back to coaching. And I love Rob, and I believe in Rob and the staff. It's just, you got to get consistent. You have to, yeah, show up. Please show up and not, don't give a halftime bullshit speech that motivates these players and makes the fans think that we're actually going to win a game that we shouldn't have. And we almost did. And, I, I mean, I wish we did, but... The media pissed me off a bit, too. They were really on the Jets to win this game for some reason. Maybe that was more New York media, but but still. I mean, it was interesting to see them only minus three yeah. in Minnesota it, against a 9-2 and two team. I know. It, and, and if anything, they showed that they can compete even when they're not playing at their best with those teams, with a 9-2, and 10-2 and two team now. Are the Bills really, like, seven points better than the Vikings, in a sense? That's a good way of putting it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but maybe just matchups and all. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, and right now you gotta go in next week, just in kind of the exact same mindset you did going into the first Bills game, whereas like you have no shot to win it. And if they did, that would be amazing. Exactly. The worst part about that is because we've been in that situation and we had an outcome like we did. I think in the back of my head, at least, I'm like, oh, maybe we could win it. I don't want to think that because it's not going to happen. Yes, correct. And it's it's stupid to believe so. So I mean, big win, big win from the Raiders tonight. Appreciate that. Yeah, today I I should say. And I want to talk about them a little after we get into the the Jets of it all, but. Wrapping up with the Mike White stuff, yeah, it, it, it's tough because when you do see a guy throw almost another, you know, 400 yards and, <laughs> and hear his teammates say how they'd go to war for him and they, they believe in him and how great he is, you, you want to think maybe he can be more than just short term. I don't know. I'm excited to see where he goes from there, but jury's still out, like I said. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with you on the where you would put Mike right now. I definitely wouldn't. If you put him as a franchise quarterback, you're out of your mind. I mean, he's definitely not. He's closer to being a career backup short-term than being a franchise quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope he proves me wrong the rest of the way. But Bill's defense, hey, like, you know, like, Bears defense is one thing. Vikings defense is another. Bills are just that much more of a step up. And because he didn't fully answer any questions this week on if we know if he's the guy, you know, a guy that we could trust or not long-term in, in terms of a year or two, Bills probably will give you more answers, hopefully, one way or another. Yeah, they'll they'll let you, they'll expose you. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think they could come out on top, but probably not. I would probably, no bet, maybe take them plus 10. You'd hope they could compete. Yeah. But it might get ugly for sure. 
it might get very, very ugly. Agreed. Also, uh, yeah, the Bills also got Edmonds back also, that linebacker. Yeah, that's going to be big. I mean, pretty much when their defense is healthy, it mm-hmm. might be the best He's in like football. their C.J. Mosley for them, you know? It's, it's incredible how they built such a great team. I mean, wow. Pretty much every position is just like a star. And if they're not, they're a very suitable player. Yeah, they've done a really, really good job of building complete talent all around. And I think that's why a lot of the Bills fans that I see, at least, are very, very critical of them. Bills fans are desperate for... for yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, Super Bowl. So Just to be in one, just like us. But yeah, no, nah, it's all on the Bills. But yeah, they're very... They might come out of the AFC, honestly. They'll be right there, especially after the Chiefs uh, didn't look fully. No, the Bengals seem to own them. Yeah, and Bengals are a tough team too. All right, yeah, moving on to the rest of the NFL. Uh, let's start with the Niners, with the state of them now being really up in the air. Jimmy Garoppolo, broken ankle, out for the year, joining Trey Lance. I think it's broken year. foot. Broken foot, okay. Yeah. Um, Not good. Brock Purdy right now is their only QB. I have no idea what they're going to do quarterback wise <laughs> i don't think there's anything they really could do yeah right other than Colin kaepernick <laughs> yeah no you know who i honestly think they might get call me crazy who Traveler. i thought i you know, that was one of the first names that came to mind to me but is he a guy you're gonna start i mean what are, are you gonna start purdy i think maybe they find that he has more upside thing i mean maybe but they also need a backup right i mean who's, yeah who's gonna back him up now I'm trying to think of they any quarterbacks that are available. Guy. No idea who. I, I can't think of any quarterbacks that are actually available right now. Trade deadlines passed. Yeah, so no it's going to be tough for them. But, yeah, they'll have to sign someone from their practice squad or someone from a different practice squad, yeah. How much do you think this impacts not only, you know, obviously they're, they're not looking like a team that's probably going to come out of the NFC now, but do you think they even win their division? Yes. You still think they win the division over the the Seahawks? Yeah, with that defense and ability to run the ball with McCaffrey and Debo and Elijah Mitchell when he gets back, I think Shanahan will lead them to the division and honestly maybe even win a game or two in the playoffs. Yeah, I I, I definitely think that they're still a competitive team. I mean, you could easily say that this is by far the most talented team that Shanahan has ever coached. I mean, look at the talent all around, you know, every position with Bosa, Warner, McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle. I mean, it's an all-pro all team. It's a Pro Bowl team. And Garoppolo did a really great job of just doing what was needed of him. He didn't need to go over and above and beyond. He just was able to work the offense to his abilities and not have to do much more. Mm-hmm. But... Without that, you you hope that because of that, maybe you could fit someone else in there. No, that you for don't sure. require premier talent at the quarterback exactly. position to win on that team, which exactly. is something I think the Jets are trying to build. But for sure, for sure. But you really do need a quarterback. You do. And You're not going to win a Super Bowl without one. that. Bengal game showed how um, much you need a quarterback and how good Mr. Joe Burrow really is. Oh yeah, he, he's going to be one of those guys that we watch for years to come. And Boyd said something that a lot that pissed a lot of people off. He said that Burrow Mahomes was a lot like Peyton Brady, and the media was, obviously was like, "Wow, wow, Josh, Josh Allen, wow, wow." And you know how they are with that. They protect him and love Josh Allen for some reason. Yeah. So people were saying, "No, it's more Mahomes." Josh Allen, and I don't think Mr. Burrow liked that so much. Yeah, I agree, and I think Joe Burrow has proven and succeeded more than Josh Allen in his 
shorter career. Yes, I season, agree. Now two seasons you could give him because he played a half as rookie, and now he's played a half and his and last year. Who, Burrow? Yeah. Yeah, he was hurt for in his rookie year. A little, yeah, yeah. His um, whole rookie year? He got hurt about it like week five or six. Yeah, and broke yeah. His and leg. they weren't so great either, no. right? Yeah. And, um, Might have been the, one of the best things to ever happen to him. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the best in the game right now, by far. Oh, yeah. He, I don't know if he broke his leg or he got like a really nasty yeah, injury. Yeah, I remember him getting But it was really though. bad. Yeah. And, um,. And last year he played amazing. He's taken that into this year. They're they're a really good team, and he's an unbelievable. He's probably a top five quarterback without a doubt. Would you rather have a incredible coach or an incredible quarterback? I guess it's it's sort of like the Belichick or Brady conversation. What do you think is more important? Because the more I think about it, the more I have an answer. But I want to see your opinion. I think quarterback. I think I agree with you. Yeah, but it doesn't undervalue how important and incredibly gifted coaches yeah i mean that's the two most important things right Mm -hmm. i guess coach quarterback coaching defensive and offensive line a hundred percent i would agree that those are the four keys to winning football yeah in the nfl um moving on from the niners rogers owns the bears that was that's all i wrote is, is i mean we all thought the bears would probably put up I mean they did put up a really good they fight. were up at halftime and Rodgers just said I'm not losing my job right now what about Christian Watson yeah he's some rock huh holy crap eight touchdowns in four games he's killing it right now yeah I don't know if that's a result of the week one drop he had and Rodgers just like you know putting him through the the whirlwind of it all but he's clearly really talented do you think he's like a guy who will be a premier receiver or it's just like a stunt and product of Rodgers right now um I think he definitely has the potential to be anything that he works to be you know it no I mean it all comes down to what he puts into it yeah right now I I think he he seems like in the last four weeks that he's into it so yeah unstoppable yeah I would say he's I think Jordan Love's pretty good also so yeah I think he'll be fine yeah they've always been a team that that you know in, in our lifetime have never been a team that's been in full tank yeah, I mean, yeah, Rogers said it best. He, uh, the fan base just expects. They expect you know, more. Yeah. yeah, they expect winning every every week. Yeah, um, Giants had a really boring, lame game today, in my opinion. I hate ties more than anything. Yeah, the coaches, the coaches look like they wanted to stay on the field and just say yeah. "fuck the NFL" and play. But I agree, ties should not be a thing. I hate them. The Giants would have had the Redskins, Commanders would have had good field position so i don't think dable really wanted to keep no and it's important for their for their playoff position and everything but i mean if you're you know a team like um the lions who are trying to make a wild card run Mm -hmm. and that's the result i'd be pretty fucking pissed off as a fan because you're rooting for one team and then you're going to root against them you know the team that loses you're going to root against them the rest of the year because the Giants and Red, uh, Commanders have even records. Yeah. So you want to choose one, you know, and root against them. Because who knows? unbelievable. One yeah. of them probably won't make it. They have to play again. And the Lions are hot. I think the Lions could beat the Jets right now. So hopefully we step that up. Ron Rivera's done such a good job there. I have a different opinion on the game. I thought it was awesome. Really? I like when it's like I just tight hate, like that. I hate ties. That's what I meant. Like no, I know it wasn't mean. boring. It was lame. That was the word I meant to say. But like, I feel like it was a fitting end 
yeah. don't think any team deserved to win that game. I think it was perfect for it to end in a tie. I think it's poetic justice, honestly. It's a good way to look at it. Yeah, no, more I think, optimistic. Because honestly, I didn't think either team deserved to lose. They both played their hearts out. Yeah. I mean, everyone does, but like they both really do. You could tell each week those guys put their bodies on the line for their coaches. Yeah, the Giants why, why is that division so good? Yeah, our <laughs> division's good. Jet, yeah, AFC East is good. NFC East is incredible. You think it's better? I think so. I mean, uh, it, it, it's tough. I think the Jets could beat both the Commanders and Giants like at least five times out of ten. Yeah. Cowboys and Eagles, probably not. No, no. Cowboys are... And what do Eagles, you mean? I mean, <laughs> yeah, the Eagles, Eagles are, are eleven and one. Now. I know, but Cowboys after that game, you're like, wow, how good yeah, can they be? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> the Colts are a joke. Though. Yeah, they are. What about the Raiders? Yeah, let's Five get into that. Real quick. Big win for the Jets. I mean, three in them. a row now after a two and seven start. Do you think they're like a concern? I hope not, but you never know in this league, right? Yeah, I I didn't look at their schedule going forward, but. They've really turned it around, and they seem to be motivated behind Josh McDaniel. Yeah, no, and Derek Carr, ever since, what, he started crying? Yeah, they went on that that's what I'm saying. Streak. Yeah, they seem to rally behind both of them. And, I mean, I don't think they're, like, a mega threat, but they're talented. They I have know, talent. I know the Chargers play the Dolphins next week on Sunday night. It should have been the Jets-Bills game. But after that, they play, like, the Titans, who don't look good right now. And then the, I know they play the Broncos and the Rams to end their season. So that sounds like two wins to me. Yeah. So, I mean, the Jets really don't have a lot of They need to control their own destiny in Jets. It seems like the best case scenario for us is that Miami beats them next Mm -hmm. week on Sunday night. But, I mean, if they lose, the Jets are still obviously alive with Miami and can can, can catch Miami or LA. Yes. But I think you root for Miami. How about you? I agree. I don't love it because I hate rooting for the Dolphins. But. Yeah, no, I mean, are the Dolphins definitely a playoff team? I yeah. mean, after today, did they, they get are. exposed? I think they still are. I don't, I don't think, think they the, they'll, they'll be... You don't think they got exposed, you're saying? Yeah, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I think I San France is very good. Is very good. And I, I don't think they're winning a Super Bowl this year. I think similar to the Jets in the sense that they're just... I know the highlights are on. It's awful. Um... Similar to the Jets in the sense they're, up with that. they're built for, for the future. They're a team that's going to be really good for years to come. The whole division, man. But the Raiders, like we said, hopefully the Jets are just a better team than them. But it, it's pretty crazy to see. And you got to respect the push that they've made to be relevant again. Because a couple weeks ago they were in tank mode and looking to sell off. Titans are frauds. Yeah, Titans are frauds. Just, Texans should just lose out and get whichever quarterback they prefer listen to the last podcast if you want last you know yeah. episode if you want to hear our thoughts about the titans and we were correct so far we'll see how the rest of the season goes yep um texans browns that game was yeah hilarious. Saying, yeah but texans should just lose out and how, get their pick of quarterback how sad i mean what the defense gave up zero points i know i think they the defense won two zero today and how, what how donovan peoples jones scored a touchdown on a punt return and the defense scored two times, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Watson didn't play well at all. Oh, he looked like the worst quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> uh, the Texans' defense played incredible today, and it sucks that they don't get the respect they deserve yeah. because of how crap Kyle Allen is. And Lovey Smith. Yeah, oh, it's pathetic Both to watch that, that whole, team. The, and, and like we said, quarterback and coach, two most important things. They have neither. <laughs> 
that's a big issue for them, and they're going to have to work on that in the offseason. Steelers, Falcons, that was yeah. a good one. I think the Steelers aren't out yet. I think they could possibly make a run. Tomlin always has a trick up his sleeve or two. Yep, great coach. He's a great coach, and, yeah. yeah. And, and Pickett's playing better, a yeah, little no, better he, each he's week. better than anyone the Jets have, in my opinion. Yeah, Pickett, yeah. Um, he's younger, he's a rook. But yeah, Steelers maybe. Falcons aren't good. Mariota's not good. I don't know if they'll move on from Arthur Smith, but I, they need a new quarterback. I think that's what they'll do instead of move on from Smith. Agreed. Um, Seahawks pulling over the Rams. Yeah, the Rams are just unwatchable. Yeah, it's the just bottom a, a of wash list. of a season. Yeah. They, I mean, they almost won today, but I just don't think Seattle's that great, to be honest. I agree. They, they're a wild card team. Yeah, best. They're going to have to win a couple games, one against the Jets, and we got to win that one, so have fun. Yeah, and um, otherwise, yeah, the Lions blow out. Yeah, like they'll be like tough. We, they'll be a really tough game. Like we, like I said before, the Lions are looking hot right now. Jaguars not so hot after today. But, oh, also Ravens-Broncos, Lamar mm-hmm. going down. That's big for the Jets. I mean, I hope he's all right. But yeah, if but... he is injured, the Jets could pass the Ravens eventually. If I they think they said that he a avoided a, me, like a serious injury, and it'll be only a few weeks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure what the exact quote was was, he's date a week. So whatever so they you don't want. Know. Yeah, whatever you want to take that. Similar as. to Justin Fields like a few weeks ago. I think that's about everything. Yeah, hopefully we get Buffalo next week, and yeah. we're a little happier. So for tomorrow's game, Bucks saints uh, in tampa bay right um yeah in tampa three and a half point favorites all right my same game parlay for monday night football tomorrow saints at tampa bay four leg parlay tampa bay money line mike evans to score a touchdown tom brady over 250 yards passing and under 58 and a half alternate total points total comes out to just under plus 500 so Ten dollars would win you about fifty. What do you think? I like it. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I'm not Brady. Question Brady it after uh, last week could be. You know, Brady's been a little inconsistent at times with the passing yards, but two fifty is, I mean, as doable for hey, him as it is for anyone. We talked about it before. If you want to play it safe, do two twenty five and a half. Yeah, I, I mentioned is. that on FanDuel. Yeah, they have those options. Uh, so I think that's probably a good pick. Uh, do you have your? Monday night yeah, game. Yeah, I'll go my uh, Jason Lock of the Week. Sure, yeah, yeah. The Monday night game. I'll go Buccaneers minus two and a half by half a point. I think that the Bucs, after last week, they'll realize that they're a good football team. And I think that they're going to compete the rest of the season when you have a guy like Tom Brady. Yeah, in a must win divisional game on Monday night, I think they come away with that. At I think home. That, I think that's a lock. Um,. I like that pick. So you have Jason's lock for Monday Night Football and Steven's primetime parlay. So uh, if you want to follow those and ride, let's ride. Moving over to MLB, we're mourning. So Jacob deGrom's not a Met anymore if you uh, haven't seen the news. And it's as tough of, of a sentence as you can say as a Met fan. It's something that I think deep down all Mets fans knew was something that could I happen. Mean, the last few likely weeks. Likely to happen. They made it seem like he was going to come back. The media screwed us with that, like they always do in New York. Uh, they, yeah. they build your hype up. They they pull you. They say he's going to Texas. They say, no, he's interested. He likes the Mets more. He loves New York. As Lasso says, it's the hope that kills you, right? And it always does. Um, Just like the Jets today. Yeah. He signs a five-year, $185 million contract. It's less than you thought he would take, but there are some reasonings for that. Uh, key one is that Texas does not have any income tax. So he's going to save roughly 
$12 million on his contract because he is playing in Texas over New York. Um, and that probably played a huge factor into things, honestly. I was actually reading some pretty cool ESPN article, and it was saying how DeGrom was sort of growing cold, like with all Mets brass, as in like he really didn't like want to be here in mm-hmm. a way. I think he just was sick of the media and sick of everything. And we heard reports that his wife didn't want to be here and she didn't like New York. And we know that he's probably going to be, he's probably going to put his family first, like most athletes. And um, it's an unpopular opinion, but I, I'm not going to hate on the guy. I agree. And and that leaves you to the, with the question of where do you stand with Jacob DeGrom, you know, as Met fans. And I, I think you agree. It's tough. It's easy to be like, screw him, and he's an injury-prone guy, and he always was here, and blah, blah, which is a horrible narrative to have. He's going to go down as other than Tom Seaver, the greatest Met pitcher ever. And it's it's really sad to see a guy growing up, you know, we're in our, you know, mid-20s, and he came in the league when we were young kids, mm-hmm. so middle school, high school. He will be someone that we tell, you know, potentially our children about. Oh, Potentially. If we have, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, Any lady listeners? Yeah, right? Hit our line. Um, Comment below. <laughs> but, yeah, Jacob DeGrom. It's uh, really um, upsetting. It's tough. And, you know, just random thoughts that come to my head is like, you know, he'll probably, he'd probably opt into that six year if I had to guess, because it's probably a player option. Yeah, I saw there's no trade clause but, either. But, yeah, you know, in the back of your head, you just want to see him. Tom Seaver finished with the Mets. You want to see him finish with the Mets, maybe. But that's so down the line still. He's, he's 34 years old. He's, he's going to be. Yeah, yeah he's he, done being a Mets. That's not anything to I mean, about. hopefully one day he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame as a New York Met. Yeah. and I'm I hate, rooting for him. I'm I'm not going to root against him. Why, why should I? I agree. There's I agree. no point to. I mean, he's... My favorite Met of all time. And if you feel that way right now, you're allowed to. You're allowed to feel, like, you know, frustrated and angry with him. But I don't think you should feel that forever, and I don't think you no. should look at Jacob DeGrom as someone who betrayed the Mets organization. No. they. If anything, the Mets betrayed him mm-hmm. with the lack of hitting that they supported him with when he was the best pitcher in, in the last 20 years, 50 years. Yeah, to offer him only three years, I understand why you didn't offer him five, but you could have met in the middle with four. I did hear he didn't even give them a chance to really counter think, on that I deal. I think he, like he I made said, his mind up. grew cold. Yeah. Of, he, he, I saw he... Not went out of his way, but just cut that, actually. He um, went to Steve Cohen. Not went to, but he just wasn't fond of Steve Cohen. He wasn't trying to be goody-goody with him. He didn't care about him. And, I mean, he's the one who's going to be paying him, potentially, if it were to happen. Yeah. And, obviously, it didn't. I don't think baseball is his top priority. I think his priority is family and, and getting paid, and he's done his, his work. He's proven he's the best pitcher in baseball, and he's going to get paid like it. And, and he's still going to be the, one of the best in yeah. baseball. I don't think that he's done. I think he's nowhere think, close to done. I think he's going to really enjoy not ha- hearing the media complain if he should be throwing 100 miles an hour every day. If I mean, if his stats show us anything, it's that age made him better, and he's only 34 people. Look at what Justin Verlander just did. At what, 39? Yeah. I mean, how do you let a guy like that go? It's, it, 
I don't want to get started on it because a lot of people disagree with me, but uh, you can't let a guy like that go. And I don't even know if it was the Mets' fault. So I'm not going to blame the Mets, but it's just it's one just of those sad. situations where it's frustrating. Yeah. And you, you feel like you <clears throat> you want to blame someone, but you really can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that leads you to the question of what to do now. Justin Verlander talk is heating up. I'm not against it, but I don't think he alone is the answer, and it's frustrating because you're probably going to give him two years, $80, $85 million, <laughs> which is what I re- heard they reportedly offer him. It's a lot of money. And and he wouldn't be the highest-paid pitcher in the league. And if that were the case along or with Jacob no, DeGrom. Or no, Max would, but second behind Max. And if that were the case with Jacob DeGrom, I don't think it would be as much of a what the heck. But now that you offer Jacob DeGrom 37 a year and you're going to offer Justin Verlander 42 and a half a year, it's like, what's the thinking behind that? And it's probably more to what you're saying, that they were feeling a little cold on that front. Yeah. Like, and now yeah. because he's gone, they're going to double down and they're going to make sure that they get somebody to fill seats for. Um but he's, he shouldn't be the only guy. I think you need to go get either Rondon or Chris Bassett, along with Justin Verlander. I agree. You, and, you know, why not all three? I mean, you I'm have the money. fully too. for all three. You don't sign Jacob DeGrom, and you say you're willing to break the bank before the offseason, you break the bank. I mean, right now, the only starters are Scherzer, Carrasco, and I guess you could say Peterson and Miguel. Yeah. But that's not going to cut it. Absolutely not, and I'd really like one of those guys, uh, McGill or Peterson, at least in the bullpen. For sure, for sure. And there's a bunch of bullpen guys we, we're getting back. I saw Lugo probably done. He's out? Yeah, longest tenure met, and he's not going to be back. Yeah. And I think it's time. But if you're going to prioritize a guy like him over Adam Adovino, you're not. Adam Adovino yeah. should be back over him. I agree. And I saw a MLB Network you know, show that he was on, and... Um, they were they were asking what is he what's he gonna do this offseason, you know, where he's gonna sign and didn't seem like he was like not knocked down to come back. Okay, cool. But it seemed like he really wanted to test the market after yeah, a season. Show me like the money, that. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like I said, we need to sign at least two of those three starters. Um definitely get Ottavino back also. Get Ottavino right? and one more at least legitimate bullpen arm. Maybe yes. a Kelly Jensen to be your setup ooh, guy. Ooh. No, I, I'm okay on that. He but had a it, decent year. Bullpen is is really tough to find. Yeah, that's why I'm saying maybe he, you know, he he's inconsistent, but when he's good, he's good. Yeah, he had a lot of saves for the Braves. Yeah, uh, and to have him and Ottavino as setup options could be good. Um, in terms of fielding and hitting, I think that DH you need to find a, a more consistent DH, and I think that's either. A J.D. Martinez or a Michael Brantley. I think they'll probably put Alvarez at DH But you should get now. a veteran hitter. You should get a veteran no, back. for sure. I don't really want Vogel, ba- ba- Vogel back. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. But he'll be back. And Dom's gone. So yeah. Michael Brantley could kind of fill. I Maybe a Josh Bell. Yeah. I don't hate Josh Bell. He seemed to thrive in the NL East last year. He was straight turner, right? Uh, I mean, at this point, he's the only one that sounds like a real Carlos Correa, too, but... Yeah, I mean, he's a short, though. He's a yeah, I guess, I guess. And then in the outfield, I'd, that would be cool, I right? think you also have to re-sign Brendan Nimmo. Yep, And if for you sure. don't, you got to get someone else that's yeah, solid saw, in the outfield. Maybe an Andrew Benintendi. But yeah, Brian Reynolds. I heard he's going. Pittsburgh. The Yankees are in on him. Yeah, Mets might be also, though. 
Okay. And if they were to replace, you know, Nemo, he would probably he's, be the he's replacement. He's a really good player. Yeah. And he's a switch hitter. I like that. They, they yeah, no, he, he definitely might be a better hitter than Nemo. Nemo's yeah. fielding has just been so great the last few And, and he's like there. a Met favorite. I, I think that the Mets would prefer to have him back. But if not, he is totally capable of coming in and being just as good of a guy. For sure. But, yeah, other than that, it, it's tough. It's just tough to see Jake gone and to now feel in this position that if they don't make certain moves that – the season already is kind of wasted away when last year felt like the, the beginning of something that could be beautiful. Now it's feeling like who knows if that will ever even come to fruition. I mean, I do believe that they will compete for a division this year, and they should make the playoffs. The question is, are, who's going to start those playoff games? Yeah, because, I mean, Max Scherzer has been shaky. In the in playoffs the especially, and the late, late in the season for sure. And uh, it's all about pitching when it comes to October. I mean, look at the Astros. Christian Javier, whoa. Yeah. Why can't we have guys like that? We well, it seems hope like, maybe a guy like Matt Allen will it come It seems up like and, all our prospects are hitters. Mostly. They Which traded was all different their pitching from the past prospects. Because we had all those pitchers from the past. Uh, but it's just the process of, of a team, right? I guess so, but... I mean, when you look at how many pitchers the Astros have, it's like, how'd they well, do they're that? they're just a freak franchise. They just know how to build. It's incredible, huh? Yeah. That team was the best all season, and they deserve that ring. And, you know, no one could ever take that from them. Not that one. Nope. Any other final thoughts? Uh, they got to sign, like you said, two out of the three, maybe three out of the three. Because other than that, I'm not really sure if there's anyone like a top arm in the in the market yeah and then if they end up with you know walker back i don't think i'd be too thrilled with that he if you're getting verlander and then only sign a guy like walker no yeah no. Okay. If you sign verlander rodone and walker instead of bassett i won't i, I won't think bassett will definitely be back i'd like bassett back especially now yeah Degrom leaving just opens all those doors back up for sure if bassett leaves they have a big problem the mets huge they would need to sign maybe three guys so we'll figure it out and who knows how cookie's gonna pitch he what he inconsistent didn't even, he didn't even pitch in the playoffs no. because he was so crap down the at the end of the season so i mean i love you know the relationships all these guys build but when it comes down to october i mean we need arms we need guys it, it's not gonna cut it if you're just friendly you know yeah uh yeah and Closing thoughts from me, I just think, back to the Jets real quick, last thought, if you're going to have any chance next week, you got to put 30 points at least. Against then, that defense with Mike White, good luck. Yeah, exactly. So uh, other than that. They could hold him to 20-something. Yeah, that's what that's what they got to do. Uh, but, we'll see what happens, all right? Yeah, other than that, uh, hopefully next week we are back on the hype train and we're a little more optimistic. But thank oh, you guys. Such a heartbreaking loss, it was, guys. It was brutal. But Might be even worse than the Patriot game. If you guys are listening to this, though, we appreciate you yeah. riding the roller coaster with us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sure. And uh, hopefully next week we'll be up on, on a fun incline rather than these brutal hard drops. With that, I'm Steven. I'm Jason. Catch you guys next time.